I, I, I'm just, please take this right. I'm afraid to speak. I'm afraid to speak. <sighs> Father, we praise you and we worship you. Holy Spirit. You delight to reveal Jesus to us, who delights to reveal the Father. I'd like to ask a question. I'd like to ask a question to the Lord. Include you guys with it. Why us? Why us? Why can't we just do it the way other folks do it? Everything's positive, upbeat. I'm not going to say it gets old because that would be a slap in the Lord's face. If you knew the accountability, and I'm going to be honest, most ministers don't even... Many of them, I'm gonna, I don't want to exaggerate. We know the scripture says it. Don't be hasty to be a teacher, for teachers will incur a stricter judgment. But to stand before Jesus and give an account. Give an account. 
Everybody in here is going to stand before Jesus Christ and give an account. Without your spouse and without your family, you're going to stand before him. And we will all stand before him alone. And every one of us are going to give an account of our, of our lives to Jesus. And he may run the videos. Because in our humanity, we'll forget, possibly forget or choose to forget the sins we committed and didn't ask forgiveness of. Or the videos of the opportunities and the things we were supposed to do and just didn't do it. Because we're not going to be told what to do. I heard one preacher say one time, I think I've even said it maybe once or twice, that every time you get in the pulpit, you should get in the pulpit, not with a faith to expire, but to share the message that as if it's the last message you're going to minister. There's a precious man of God that is now home with the Lord down in South Jersey, Pastor Woody Moore. It was an Assembly of God framework, but he really leaned towards the word of faith. And he was preaching, I think it was last year, last year or two years ago. And he, when he was in the pulpit, the Lord took him home, just dropped over. Boom. A good man. But he gave up the ghost, preaching the word. It's a unique exit. <laughs> he did have cancer. Yeah, they, he did have cancer and was suffering with it. Didn't even know he had cancer. Let me just tell you the truth. No, no, it would lie to us. <laughs> it would just be awesome to. You had to have a full house and see everybody on the same page. That we're all moving in synchronization with the, the word and the spirit. When I ask that question, I absolutely mean it. Like, why us? And I, it's not a sob story. It's like, Lord, it's not easy. A lot of people. 
I know that people think it sometimes, and it's been, we've even heard it. Why does Carol talk so much? Why is Pastor Ray so passive? I promise you, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Because for such a time as this, we're, Carol and I are not in competition. As well as Pastor Tim and Elena and Carrie. We're not, we're, we're not in competition. But I assure you that I hear the heart cry of the Father through the most godly woman I know. And I need to hear what the Holy Ghost is saying through that vessel. She does, for your edification, she's not trying to take over, usurp, or any of that. Just like in a home, the father has his responsibilities, and he has final say. I have final say here. That's undisputed. But I don't have to be boss hog and try to exercise or, you know, impose that position in the Lord and his government. But I'll be honest with you. I could give a rip if I ever have to you know, preach another message. That's not the important thing. God's will being done is the most important thing that could happen in this house. Every life here, and by the way, you know, this morning I was thinking, I want to commend the church, hallelujah, for, for their faithfulness, their ah, glory to God, and I commend you, by the way. Because sometimes it's not easy for you coming because you're probably maybe the, because you're innocent, you're obedient, you're wanting to love God and be equipped. And yet there's this, there's a sound in the spirit. And it's a satanic operation. It's an agitation. And I'm not trying to exalt Carol today, but I have to deal with something. And Jezebel was a woman in the Bible, and she hated God's prophets. The Jezebel spirit hates God's prophets. Now, in this dispensation, the prophet of God, the one speaking the oracle of the Lord, could be male or female, and function in any of the fivefold offices, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, pastor, and teacher, but particularly the prophetic office. The devil hates it. He hates the apostle. And so Paul picks up on it in Ephesians, and he says, the foundation of the church is laid by apostles and prophets. Now, I have no right to go over to Grace Bible Church just around the corner here, a few blocks away, and go in there and try to impose my authority. God didn't give me that house. Amen? Now, we could be a blessing there, but they could also be a blessing here. Amen? 
but he gave us the authority here. And guys, I just want to assure you that pray for us. We love it when the joy of the Lord is here and everyone's hearts are lifted and, and, you know, just feeling so light and hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. The books back there, the, um, which one is it? The happy God's happy or the colorful side of God. We were just reading it yesterday, right? Or the day before. And we're reading the book and together and just la- just enjoying the things that Joe had articulated in that book and what he has seen God do. You know, we're in an hour right now that God wants you and I to be so on his page. I'll tell you this. I, I don't want to be browbeat. I've been, I've been in that situation in ministry, you know, sitting in a pew and feeling like so browbeat. And then it's like every week, it's like, come on, give me a break. <sighs> Lord, Lord, Lord Jesus. It amazed me that in the Greek, the first definition of Lord is master. Is is Jesus really Lord of our life? I got him. I've been feasting on the word and it was gone. You'll get it next week. I can assure everyone in this house today, God believes in you because you're born of his seed. But he also knows this. He knows that there's an enemy that does not want you to achieve what God wants you to achieve. Satanists and witches statistically are more fervent in intercession than the body of Christ is. That's a fact. But it's shifting. It's changing. The church of the Lord Jesus, we treat, you know, That's why Paul prayed, Father, I pray that you would give the church a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, of knowledge of Christ. Because without a spirit of wisdom and revelation, they're going to be going through the motions religiously. There's no life with the law. We need the word and the spirit. (laughs) Guys, Sunday isn't enough. Seven days a week. We need him. 
seven days a week. And I know you may not think this way. I don't, I don't know if you do. Seven days a week, he needs us. He needs us. He said, you are the light of the world. Don't hide your light under a peck measure. There's a world that the devil, it's getting darker, and people, you can look at our nation. It is insane what has happened in the past few years. It's insane. We thought it would never happen in America. Amen? It's time for the church to come out of the closet. Everybody else has. It's time for the church to come out of the closet and go in the phone booth and come out of it. We need to put on the full armor of God, guys, every day. Don't be, don't be silly in this walk. Be sober. The scripture says, be sober. Be sober, saints of the Most High. Some people in here, and I'm amazed that when I call them, I'll address them, Saint this, Saint that, Saint, Saint George or Saint Ralph. And there happen to be a few people that I've addressed that way, saying so-and-so, how you doing? And they said, uh, I'm not a saint. And I said, well, you ain't saved then. Well, yeah, I'm saved. Well, I said you were a saint. There's still an identity crisis in the body of Christ. John said in his letter, as he is, so are we. ruh row. As he is, so are we in the world. Who recently, somebody in here, I think recently, I think it was Bert or Pastor Tim, that he said, uh, the Holy Spirit said, start reading the red again. Somebody just said that pretty recently. Start reading the red again. The words of Jesus. I actually listened to a preacher this past, I actually listened to a preacher. Because we got to eat too. And this man particularly came through the Jesus movement, the outpouring, the charismatic out renewal. And he said one thing about the Jesus movement was Jesus was spoken about all the time. It was all about Jesus. Jesus in the morning, Jesus in the evening, Jesus at supper time. <laughs> Jesus, 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 Jesus. And there is great joy with Jesus. Amen? We need a Jesus movement, guys. There was great repentance, great brokenness great, a miraculous deliverance. <sighs> a lot of people have something to say. 
but not everybody's saying something. That's pretty good. See, when you and I gather, let me just, and I mean this with all my heart, it wouldn't matter who in here God selected to share on a Sunday that possibly what they deemed to even just share a testimony and it unfolded that they, God used that vessel to bless and edify the church. To me, that is, that's exciting. Like all of us showing up and God just willing, Lord, use me today. I'm not looking for the spotlight, but God, the life that you and I have shared this week that I can share it with the saints in some way, shape, or form. That I can contribute today. I'm, not, I'm here to, equip, to be equipped, but I'm also here to, to be a blessing. This is a unique house, but every, guess what? Every congregation is unique. You look around this room, every family is unique. <laughs> Would you all agree? Yeah. But you're all uniquely special. There ain't no other you on the planet. We are going to move in the direction about evangelism and soul winning and making disciples. This book, if it's possible, if you guys would dare to run the risk to have a paradigm shift in your thinking, that you and I, that we could come to this Gethsemane attitude of the Lord Jesus, say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. See, getting a grip on the basics. We really need to rethink this. Everybody in here, you need to rethink your Christianity and your Christian experience. Because it is possible that you've been a saint for over 40 years and yet you've not learned the foundational importance of winning souls and discipling them. In the Jesus movement, that was the deal. You get saved, you get grounded. And you ground others. Yeah, Freely you have received, freely give. The challenge here is our love for God, our trust for leadership, and your cooperation to be changed, to be transformed. Getting a grip on the basics. I'm going to be there. Because you know what? I are want to get smarter. I are want to get better at discipling others. Hallelujah. I tell you what. How many ever heard of T.L. Osborne? I'm not going to talk much longer. I'm going to let you go get your ham and eggs. I may join you. T.L. Osborne and his wife, Daisy. To a great, an apostle and, and his wife as well. 
great crusades all over the nations. Hundreds of thousands, probably millions of people got, gave their life to Christ as a result of the, God, the Lord's ministry through them. He wrote a book called Soul Winning One-on-One. And in the book, this man that had God used for miracles, miracles, say guys, miracles. Millions of people being saved. He said the greatest evangelism is one-on-one. Hallelujah. That makes me like, yeah, here's going to be the challenge in your life. If Jesus is Lord of your life, then the question is, and you've heard it, I said in this house, he never said go make believers, he said go make disciples. And a disciple is a student, a learner, a disciplined follower. So part of the deal here is you're going to have in your face, and it seems like it's in your face a lot in this house. It's because we're determined that, because God's determined, we're determined to help you become who you're supposed to be. And to help you get an, a, a revelation of what you're supposed to be doing in addition to what you normally do. Go make disciples of all the nations. He never once said, go make believers. He said, go make disciples. Hallelujah. Now, I'll tell you, well, glory to God. You don't have to. You don't have to sign up for getting a grip in the basics. But I can promise you this. You're going to miss out on something important. You're going to miss out on something. Well, I, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm qualified. God qualified you. He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Everybody in here should be have the tools and the, the faith. Guys, it's faith faith. My Lord Jesus, the faith and the, the willingness to be taught and to be retaught and to be retaught and to be retaught because we're being transformed from this glory to this glory to this glory to this glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> Boy, that passed pretty quick, didn't it? I'm afraid to speak. <laughs> I literally felt the fear of the Lord there. <sighs> How many really believe? Now, I know we have visitors. How many here that attend Good News really believe that God has called you to be here? Okay. Really believe it. It's twofold. It's because, guess what? You need us in your life. <laughs> And if you believe God called you to be here, it's by divine design. 
But here's the other side. We need you. No house divided against itself can stand. So please, get it. Let's, let's all get it together. The more I'm allowed that I get, the more pliable I am to get on board with what God is saying. And it takes faith. Amen? It takes faith. John Bevere did a teaching, and we showed the series, but he, he was talking about submission to authority. And he said, made the statement, he said, true submission doesn't begin until you have to, you're, you have to make a choice to do something you normally don't do or wouldn't, don't want to do. So complying with what the Holy Ghost is saying, sometimes there's a tension because you don't feel like doing it. Say <laughs> tension. But God's looking. Now why are there requisites? Why are they always saying, be at prayer? Because it's in the Word. Why are they always telling us about praise and worship? To help you get better? We are so blessed to have this facility. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We're blessed to have this facility. <laughs> Why would... Well... It, let me encourage you on this, that we're not of right mind. Because nobody in their right mind would endeavor to plan a church if they're not called. You have to be insane. We started off in Woodcrest Fire Hall. Boy, that fire hall was used for some kind of many times on Saturdays for big beer parties and everything else. We come in there and you almost get high just walking into the facility. Yeah, our kids were the helps ministry. Tack a sheet up on the wall, use an overhead projector, have to write out the words because we didn't even have the equipment there. To... The sound system was my guitar amp with a mic. And a cassette player for worship with a mic. We had to set the chair. <laughs> You've come a long way, baby. But, baby, look at you now.
We believe in you guys. And we're going to fight. And we need everybody to fight. The good fight of faith. Yes, we do. Can I show you some quick mathematics and I'll close? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. All right. Let's say there's two two dozen people in here. And this is the way the law of the kingdom. The law of Genesis, every seed produces after its kind. It's a shame for a woman to be barren in Hebrew culture. It was a shame. There was a stigma. And I want to say this. It's a shame if you and I aren't winning people to Christ. Shame on us. Because we're called to lead people and to share our faith. But maybe we didn't learn it right. See, it was instilled in us. You win souls. You share your faith. Share, your, share Jesus with everybody. And the more you do it, you're going to get a variety of reactions. Some people will listen. Others will mock you. It will be just like in the book of Acts. Amen? You'll have a lot of different results. But guess what? The people that accept Christ or that at least receive the seed that you deposit into them or the seed that you water as you share the love of God with them. They're a setup. Amen? They're being infused with the, the goodness of God. They're being in, coming in contact with the, the Lord Jesus Christ through you. Twenty-four people. If we all won to the Lord one person a year, one person a year. Does that, does that seem like a task? Is that a legitimate good goal? So would you think, say, please agree with me. That's a good goal. One person. So this week, you're going to lead somebody to Christ. And then you're going to take the onus of responsibility to get them grounded in the faith. And let's say it takes you a year to do it. So, boom, all of a sudden, 48 people now know the Lord. And a year from now, all 48 lead someone else to Christ. One a year. Say one a year. And now the 48 have led 48 people to Christ. Come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm including all of this. Amen. So at the end of two years, how many people are now saved? 96. Now all 96, because they're learning the, the, the mathematics of the kingdom and the reproduction of the kingdom. Amen? That we're going to inseminate people with the love of God and the word of God coming out of our heart. Because Romans said, Paul said, the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost who was given to us. So now we're compelled to lead someone else to Christ. Bless God. I tell you, have faith for it. I'm going to lead somebody to Christ, and you know what? I'm going to get them grounded. And you know what's good news? Good news is going to help me learn how to do it. 
They even have a tool, glory to God, that's going to help me take that tool, buy one for the person I'm going to lead to the Lord, and then I'm going to walk them through it. I'm going to commit to an hour a week. An hour a week. Come on. Three years, where does 96 go? 192. 192. Amen? And the beat goes on. It becomes exponential. Things can happen like that financially for you. Amen? So God is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Yeah. What's that, babe? I'm not sure if it was Perry Stone or Dr. Michael Brown. I, I, I don't remember who it was, but they just said this also, that remember when coming here to church, and I, 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 I was just like, oh, my gosh, judgment's coming on America. Judgment's coming on America. The people, and, and just feeling judgment, judgment. And then all of a sudden, it was God put a lid on that was it God yeah that was God because God was going to judge America but people must have been praying for mercy mm-hmm. God please have mercy you know and and then the Lord spoke to me and said I am putting my grace on this nation for a short period of time and I didn't know that Trump was going to all that because the the nominations or the elections weren't happening then and I saw this bubble of grace. I saw this bubble. It looked like a womb. It was flesh color. It was pinkish. It looked, I don't even know how to explain it, but it, was, it wasn't a pretty pink color. It was a pink color. But I knew it was filled with grace. And it's not that f- absurd teaching grace where you don't have to repent because you're saved. It was grace over this nation, the Lord's told me, because of all this nation, and he's going to give us another chance. But he said it's for a short period of time. But in that time, I knew that we had the availability and the freedom to share our, the gospel of Jesus because the time is coming where it's going to close, where the, we won't have that freedom. Don't think... It can't happen in America. Please stand. I'm not going to keep you all day. (sighs) Hun, thank you for being obedient. Because I know you face it too. I know we can feel it at times. Let's just get... Let's lift our hearts to him. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we're privileged to be saved, privileged that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And Lord, as darkness is increasing, Jesus, you said it would happen and it was going to unfold. But you said my grace will abound where sin abounds. May your grace your divine favor, and your divine influence upon our souls. Compel us to make decisions 
to make Jesus not only Savior and to not, not just acknowledge Jesus as Savior and Lord, but to allow Jesus to be Savior and Lord of our spirits, our souls, our minds, our bodies, and our resources. Lord of all or not at all. Father, bless each person, every family unit in this house for pastors and their congregation, for the body of Christ, impart to us a great reverential, a reverential fear and awe of God. Lord, wake us up. Help us to see as you see. Help us to hear your voice so clearly. Let us be the ambassadors that your, your word has provided and made us to be. That we would walk in that light and walk in that grace to be your blessing at every place. Lord, that we would truly embrace all the scripture that we're not our own. We've been bought with a price. That your kingdom is not a democracy, but it is a kingdom. That you, Father, truly would have our hearts in your hand, our souls in your hands, our minds being renewed by the word of God, that we'll know, that, Lord, that remove the excuses from our life and the, the lack of discipline in our life from being a people of worship, prayer, and the word personally and then corporately. But now, Lord, we just surrender. As we've come to the communion table today, Lord, with a greater awe, greater fear, and we've heard the, the inspiration of the Holy Ghost regarding you cleansing the temple, that, Lord, that there's a work you have to do in us and the work you want to do through us. So we comply we choose to comply. I can't pray that for you. I can't force that on you. But I hope you would agree with it. Father, we comply with the work of the Spirit of God in our lives. And we ask forgiveness for any attitude we have against any leadership. But in this house, any, any of the vessels that you have chosen to be a blessing here. For myself, for Carol, for Tim, Elena. Uh, carry, Lord, that there would be no division in this house. That we will be a people of forgiveness and a people slow to speak and quick to listen. That our words would be calculated and life-filled in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Praise God. Let's give the Lord Jesus praise, shall we?